I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. What he said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this, dog. Let's go, man. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Um, like I say, every week it's it your boy DC. We got now Dirty Bird again with us, and then again joining us is uh, none other than the one and the only John Michaels up there in the ATL. Bird, you're from the ATL. You worked up in the ATL. You're just familiar with the ATL. So we're all one big happy family here. So guys, right. <laughs> guys, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> not much, man. How are you? Actually, can I start the show with a shout out? Yeah, you, why not? You do whatever the hell shout you want out, to do. <laughs> shout out to the now 18 and 11. Miami Hurricanes women's basketball team, nice. which just knocked off Duke tonight. So good win by the ladies. Men had a big win last night. Uh, took care yes, of Boston College, twenty-one and nine. Uh, you know, close out the season on Saturday against Syracuse. Get the double by in the ACC. I know we'll talk about this some. You know, towards the end of the program with the hoop squad and what's going on with baseball with a big one. But there's never been a time in my lifetime, forty-seven years old, that a team's been twenty-one and nine and thirteen and six in the ACC. And seen as a bubble team or an 11. <laughs> but, but John, but John, how funny is this that you have one ACC team ranked in the top 25? It's crazy. That is unheard of. Unprecedented. Like one, one ranked team from the ACC, and you might only get five or six teams in to the yeah. tournament in general. You think about barring like a crazy run coming up in the ACC tournament next week. Duke's a lock. Uh, Notre Dame's a lock. I think we could all agree to that. I think Wake Forest, Miami, and North Carolina. Carolina. That, that's your five. Virginia, maybe, with a deep run in the ACC tournament, gets in. They played some really good ball, and I really hope we don't end up playing them in the tournament. We just cannot beat the University of Virginia. Virginia Tech's mm-hmm. had a nice hot streak. They stole one from us about a week ago. You yeah. know, But that's it. You want to talk about a, 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 a conference that's bad. And I was talking about this in Atlanta. Georgia Tech <laughs> goes from a year ago, your ACC tournament and regular season champions, to their dead last in the conference. Crazy. Dead last. It, it, it's terrible to see, but hopefully Jimmy L and, and, and the Canes will end up getting a call and we could have something to cheer for in March. Well, the funny thing, too, is, you know, we're, t- what are we, what are we in, in, in conference 13 and 13 six? 13 and six. Yeah. Okay. So think about that. Two one loss games against, you know, FSU. You're oh. 15, you're 15 and four, right? right. The, the, the Virginia Tech. Correct. Right. So then that you're what, uh, 16 and 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 three. and three and then there was another the Virginia you lost you were ahead at half and you ended up losing that game in the second half so you literally could be a, a you know a two loss you know a two loss team right now sitting in the ACC you can say yeah, the same thing got once. <laughs> say Notre Dame was the same way you were in the Notre Dame game until about five minutes ago and then you couldn't yeah. get a stop so yeah. on the flip side you know if you want to be glass half empty guy how many close games have they won you hit a half yeah. beater against Virginia Tech you had to come back and you know, beat Wake Forest a couple of times in close games. So I just like the fact that we've got relevant conversation for the first time since 2018 about the hoop squad. So not yeah, a bad deal. Something to distract us as we're waiting for September to get here. Oh, bro. And there's no reason why they can't make a decent run, at, you know, going through the ACC tournament. Um, again, st- listen, you go to Syracuse, and I watched Syracuse the other night. Um, they played uh, They played Carolina. 
And I think the guy's name was Swindler or Swind. He had 36 points. I mean, he was just straight stroking the ball for uh, for Syracuse. And, you know, again, Jimmy's got his two sons playing for the team. I swear to God, every other year there's another Bo- uh, Beheim playing for Syracuse. Yeah, he's got like 12 kids <laughs> who've, been, who've played for the, for the Orange, man. It's crazy. So I'm originally from Rochester, right? So, again, I, I'm not too far from Syracuse. So growing up. Like I used to like this. I used to like the orange man, man. I used to, I used to love like the carrier dome and, right. you know, just seeing it, you know, it's one of those kind of mystique places, just like in a football, you know, like the Rose bowl. It's like, man, you're in the carrier dome. You're, you know, you're playing ball or, you know, going through the Carmichael arena or the Dean Smith or, you know, over in Durham, there's just something about, you know, that, that's that arena over there. Yeah. I, I think about our time, old Big East basketball Monday nights used to be seven. I think it was seven 30 or seven o'clock at Big East basketball and the old Georgetown Syracuse games. You want to talk about falling by the wayside. My good Georgetown six and 23 this year. Wow. Six and 23 for and a team winless. that won Yeah. They're winless in the big East Crazy. and Patrick Ewing, who they brought in to replace JT three, They've had to put him, they gave him the dreaded vote of confidence. So we're going to give you another year. <laughs> then you think what's going to get fired. I mean, I miss that. I miss those days of loving college basketball. Right right now, if it's not Miami or a super marquee matchup, Duke. And obviously, I'll watch Duke Carolina on Saturday mm-hmm. night. Last yep. time, Coach K, I'll coach at home. But yep. outside of that, I don't have – I. the funny thing is I've kind of fallen to where I like Gonzaga. Just because they've been so close so many times. I hate them because I just feel like they don't play. I just feel like they don't play anybody. They play the St. Mary's and, you know, like. San Francisco. Yeah, it's like, bro, like play somebody. So a few years ago when they played Carolina in in the national championship, I'm like, there's no way they're going to beat Carolina. And it was a close game, you know, and then they followed back up with the following year with another run. And I'm like, they can't get over that hump, right? They're they're always at the dance. They just, you know, they can't get prom queen. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I thought last year was their year with Jalen Suggs and you go undefeated and you get the miracle yeah. win against UCLA and then they ran into a buzzsaw. My goodness. Baylor. Baylor. Oh. Yeah, Davion Mitchell was killing it out there. Oh, yeah. You know, you guys were talking about Syracuse, and look, I, I really, I, I like Syracuse, man. I like everything about him except for what happened in '98 with Donovan McNabb back there, man. That is sign. Six thirteen. Six thirteen. But listen, no, but honestly, I think that's the best thing to happen to Miami because think about it, right? The following week, you had the makeup game against UCLA. Like you really had nothing to lose. You just went out there, balls to the wall. Obviously, we all know Ed should have probably. You know, that one that one last run where he lost a couple yards, you know, kind of cost him that 300 game. But, like, <laughs> that was the best thing to happen. Like, you get buzzsawed by Donovan McNabb. And then, look, that after that 98 UCLA game, you had that trend. And, John, if I'm not mistaken, I think – didn't we play Ohio State in the beginning of 99 in the Meadowlands? Oh, yeah. Like, a, like the kickoff game? Yeah, bro. Like, Najee Davenport running down the sideline for 45 yards. And it's like – Santana caught a big touchdown yeah. against him. It was just that, that was a turning point, you know, yeah, 23 to 12. And that year, oh my goodness, you you brought back memories in 99. <laughs> I'd gotten out of college in 98, I moved to Atlanta in 98. And 99, we played Penn State, like I think it was game three. So my buddies were like, Hey, I got his tickets in the OB. I hadn't been to a game because I've been gone for college. I hadn't been to a game since the 95 national, the 94 national title game against Nebraska. That was the last home game I had been to, or last game period I'd been to over a four or five year stretch. So I come home, uh, stay with my buddies in Palm Beach. We go to the game, and we all know how that one ended. And, and it, it rained the whole game. You remember what else happened that night? That was the night of Oscar De La Hoya oh, getting yeah. robbed against Felix Trinidad. So I'll, fi- I'll finish the night. So we lose in the OB. 
I'm devastated. We didn't lose. We didn't lose. Mike Rupp lost us the game, uh, and he's my boy. <laughs> they jobbed us on a spot. James they Jackson got a first down on fourth and one. The game is over. But whatever. We've been jobbed by the officials a bunch. We go home, go back to Palm Beach. My buddies all lived in Palm Beach. We watched the De La Hoya Trinidad fight. I was a huge De La Hoya fan at the time. He loses, and we're livid. And I was like, we're going to the strip club. Uh, <laughs> normally, bad days turn into worse decisions. So Palm Beach. Yes. Palm Beach. What was, up, what, was up, what was up in Palm Beach? Oh, my goodness. There was a strip club right off of uh, Okeechobee and Military Trail. Uh, yeah. No, not Rachel's. Rachel's was way out of I know. Place. I know what you're thinking. It's right there on the Cheetah. No, it wasn't the Cheetah. This was some, something that was only there for a few years. It was right in behind the Hooters. There was a Hooters. Might have been, might have been that one. Bird knows them all. Hey, I grew up, I grew up in Palm Beach County, man. What do you expect? All I know is at about four a.m. when you start looking at your bank account, and I'm going, "Oh no, <laughs> this went from a bad day hey, to a worse night." That ATM is no joke, there, man. With the seventeen dollars surcharge. Seventeen dollars surcharge. Every time you swipe it, right? <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Where'd you live in Palm Beach, Bird? Uh, I was in Lake Worth, man, off Lantana Road in the Turnpike. Okay. Okay. No. That's the only thing good there now is Sunnies, right? <laughs> man, John, 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 and I have lived in Atlanta at the same time. We we're Palm yep. Beach guys, man. And now here we are doing the show. Like, it's crazy. Well, I listen. So was, was the uh, was the area code? <laughs> was that still five six one back then? Well, it was four oh seven when I first. Four oh seven, and then that trickled up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you hear about the new Miami area code six four five? No. What is that? So I, if I'm not mistaken, and I believe it's in twenty twenty four. Miami will have a new area code, and I think it's 645. 645 in the house. <laughs> Didn't really roll off the tongue like the 305. But here's the funny thing. like, So I grew up in Broward my, my whole life. Um, I moved down when I was five. But Broward was originally a 305 as well. Yep. right? So people don't understand that. Broward was still a 305. Um, and then again, then you got the 954. And then now you got Dade, which is 786 and 305. It just – it's it's crazy. Brown's got seven five four. Seven five four sounds better than six four five, you right. know. But <laughs> sounds like a trifecta at the horse track. Is like, oh, I want to go with six four five. Let me get a let me get a parlay on that six four five. So nice. obviously we were supposed to be talking about coaches and stuff. The first part of the show. I know a little, little ticker stick sapphires discussion. We are way off, but that's hey. Kang Kang show unscripted, baby. Always. That's how we so I, I have a note here in front of me, and obviously we don't have a guest here, but again, I have a note and it says reset. So for you guys listening to us, this is the Kang Gang Radio Show with Dirty Bird and John Michaels and, and your boy Derek Coe. So again, I, I learned some tricks. It's called, you know, make sure you look at the reset and make sure you reset every now and then. So, John, how'd I do on that? I caught you well. The only thing I would add is uh throw out your Twitter handle for people that are listening as well, and that way they could give you a follow on social media at Kang. Kane Fan Co. That's C O E at Dirty Bird with two. Was that three Y's? Three Y's. Three Y's, and then at John Michaels U. You can follow us there on social media. There, there is your radio terminology reset, so everybody knows who we are. I, We're trying I to raise that game, baby. Listen, I literally wrote down a note for a reset, <laughs> but but listen, I want to get better in in, in in the craft of media, right? So again. I had asked you last week, what are some of the things that we could do to get better? Um, and, and the funny thing is, after I talked to you and you kind of explained that to me a little bit, I was talking to the Amigo and I, and I brought that up. He goes, that is a valid point. Always want to keep your guests entertained. Always want to keep your audience knowing what you're doing and who you're talking to and things like that. So, you know, again, he, he gave his stamp of approval, per se. 
Um, but again, at the end of the day, like I try to take, so, so again, as me, as, as the young grasshopper, you know, I, I'm looking to, you know, gain wisdom and, and I appreciate that. So, um, so yeah, so let's get back into the topic of the coaches. Obviously the university of Miami hired a, a defensive end coach. Um, also there's talks about Jason Taylor coming on staff as a, you know, off field role. We don't know what's going to happen there. But the, the guy from, uh, I think it's the University of Texas, San Antonio. And I'll, again, I'll give a shout out to uh, Coach Larry Coker. Kind of went out there to, to UTSA and got that started. And, you know, they actually play pretty good ball. I've watched yeah. some of their games over the last couple of years, and they're not Great bad. So, years. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think of this? Let me, let me ask you this, John. I'm going to start with you. What do you think of the staff that Mario is putting together? Uh, it's a it's a great staff. I mean, we could start it, you know, obviously what he stole from the University of Michigan with Josh Gaddis getting a Broyles Award winner from a year ago, getting him to come on and be your offensive coordinator. Frank Ponce, who a lot of guys thought was going to be the offensive coordinator, you get him to step down from an OC role and come take a quarterback coach role. Charlie Strong, obviously, the record is long. Uh, he's been tied to South Florida for a long time. Great recruiter, had great success. You don't get a job at the University of Texas for blanks and giggles. Like you have to have a resume to get a job there and he gets a head coaching job. So what Mario's done has been really good. Obviously brought a couple of his own guys over. I don't get caught up as a lot of people do in the, like the lower positions, the DN coach, the cornerback coach. We were talking about this before the show Go around the country. How, how many defensive end coaches do we know? And, and I'm not, and I'm not <laughs> knocking you guys because I'm the same way. I'm as, as dialed into college football as I am. I can't tell you who a defensive end coach is. They're just <laughs> names and guys that, you know, and that's why I laugh at our rivals. Oh, this is a terrible hire. How do you know it's a terrible hire? <laughs> I trust in my head guy to bring in a staff that's going to compete. And until yeah. I see my defensive ends doing something absolutely idiotic, I'm going to think that we had a very good hire. Yeah. No, Bird, like John brings up a good point about a DN coach. I didn't even know that that was actually a position coach. Like I just thought your D line coach was your D line coach. I didn't know. Yeah. Cause you know, last couple of years we had Jess Simpson who right. pretty much coached everybody on the D line. I didn't know that we needed a DN coach. I mean, you look at what Rousseau did and Phillips did and, you know, Joe Jack and some of the guys, you know, Trent Harris is and guys over the years. I didn't know that we had a specific coach for a DN, but again, what do you think about some of the hires Bert? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I'm, if I was to listen to our rivals, I mean, the whole staff is awful, you know, but, uh, but Hey, we never listen to those guys. I mean, you know, listen, I, I, I think, you know, patience has paid off, right. Everybody's, Oh, we need to hurry up and make these, these hires. And this is a, this is a dumpster fire and Oh my God, what's going on. I mean, look, patience pays off, right. Yep. Give the man room to work, give the man room to operate. I mean, look, he's, he's the head guy. And right now, you know, I put all my trust into, into what, you know, what Mario's doing, what he's bringing in. Um, you know, these are guys that I've, I've heard of on, on some of them, right? Everybody's heard of the Charlie Strongs. You know, I heard of Joe Salavea from when he when he was a player in the league. You know, Kevin Smith I'd, I'd heard of before. Um, you know, Frank Ponce I just kind of knew from the App State game that we played him this year. But other than that, John, you're right. We really don't know too much on the, on the position coast guys, man. But, you know, one thing I will tell you is that when you look up, you know, some of the recruits that these guys have landed – Right. You know, they've, they've all got some pretty impressive names on their uh, on their resume. Right. So, you know, I'm with it. Right. You know, I think it's I think it's it's great. You know, but I'll tell you, honestly, I'm, I'm almost just as fired up about the support staff positions and not exactly the names, but the amount of guys that are going to be out there supporting uh, the positions and analysts and, you know, graduate assistants and all those good things, man. So lots of good stuff coming in that way. 
I, I think moving forward, the University of Miami, I don't care what coaches you have on the sideline, what you have in the press box, what you have is analysis, what you have is GAs. You're still only as good as the players that you have actually, you know, playing for you. Right. right. So hopefully we can see a, a turn as far as some of the upperclassmen and what they can do. You know, again, this is some, this is a year where people like a DJ Ivy, a Gilbert Ferguson and Al blades, you know, again, blades in a play last year because of medical issues, you know, but I want to see what some of these guys can do now. What are some of these, you know, upperclassmen, how are they going to take these new coaches? How are they going to accept the role if they're not starting? Um, you know, are they going to get a sour attitude, you know, or is it going to be like, is it going to be a team first? Cause you listen to when uh, they came out with that 30 for 30. And I know we got about 30 seconds left before we go to break. Um, you know, and you listen to Ed Reed and he goes, we put all the me, the me stuff to the side. Mm-hmm. It was about the team. Yep. They had a focus. They had a goal. And that goal was to win a national championship. So this is where I think the, the entitlement and the stars and these rankings and all these things that are, uh, you know, populated to what these kids go through now. Put that aside and, and focus on the team. Well, let's do this real quick. We'll be back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM, Channel 145. We've got to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y mi cuy. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. 
And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, the second segment here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. It, it's funny, like, we kind of have a format, but like we said numerous, numerous times, we're completely unscripted. Um, Bird, what were we talking about? What were we going to talk about on the second segment? Do you know? Do you remember? Position battles, a bunch of different <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, that's right. You know, Bird, I love the fact that you talk, but your microphone's off. So, man, that's like every day, that's like every day at work, man. You know, it's like the old the Zoom joke. Now that we're in this uh, this uh, virtual world, where everybody's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was talking on mute." And really, what that's code for for any of us who who work on on Zoom, right? Is is like, hey, I wasn't paying attention, and I got you know popped being on another on another screen, and had to hurry up and and you know get back and take yourself off mute. But no, you know, we were talking about, um, we were due to talk about spring practice and position battles and all that stuff, but we didn't bring a name up on staff hires. That I think we need to touch on before we go into that. And that's, that's the Jason Taylor edition. I mean, what do you guys make of it? You know, I don't know exactly what the role will be, but when you bring a name, I had a couple of people on social media go, man, this is starting to remind me of the dolphins and bringing in all these different owners. And I, I go, it, it's not like that. You know, Jason Taylor was coaching at high school. He was at St. Thomas Aquinas. You're talking about a guy who was a Hall of Fame defensive end. There's like 366 people that have ever walked the earth that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he's one of them. Why would I not want his wealth of knowledge around the team in any capacity? Same thing with Ed Reed. You know, Ed Reed may have just been a glorified hype man down on the sideline last year, but when Ed Reed can walk over to James Williams and say, hey, I see this, and this might make you better, and James Williams is able to soak that in, why wouldn't he? And even if Jason Taylor is just in a, an ambassador role, an analyst role, you know, if he's whatever it may be, you're talking about a Hall of Famer. So why would me, I not want him around? Correct. And, and let me let me throw this out. If you look over the last couple of years at the type of defensive ends that the University of Miami has put out, mm-hmm. that is a Jason Taylor mold. Right. Th- thin body, fast up the field. So you know, it's not like you know you you have like the. Uh, the Jerome McDougals or the Andrew Williams type bodies, you know, again, now with like the Cyrus Mosses, you know, again, you got the long lanky, you know, you know, you can bend real good and get up the field. Why not have somebody like that who has the same type of body style, who knows what it takes to get up the field to use his leverage. And again, he was a tall guy. You look at Rousseau, you look at Jalen Phillips, you know, again, they can kind of embody the type of Jason Taylor, you know, mold. So I'm all for it. Like you said, John, when you have people who wear the gold jacket, right. a la Ed Reed, and, and you're not picking his brain because I think you have an ego that you don't want to you know sit there and be like, well, hey, I know this guy's a Hall of Famer, but you know what? I just I don't feel like I need to ask him if he knows what we're doing. Like that's the problem. So yeah, I wish we had this, I wish we had the statistic on how many Hall of Fame NFL Hall of Fame people are working in college at any kind of role, right? I'm right. I'm sure that. Miami's the only one with two of them, right? Like without even knowing the statistic, I'll be, you know, sure that, you know, provided that uh, the Jason Taylor hire is real, but you know, we saw a picture of him with Bernie Kosar in the facility today. But the biggest thing about bringing Taylor on staff to me is um, we've had no luck at St. Thomas Aquinas recruiting those players. They go right to Ohio state every year. uh, And I think that this move about it isn't so much about bringing the hall of fame guy as it is Mario soaking up, uh, 
that that recruiting pipeline uh, back at St. Thomas Aquinas and fixing whatever damage has been done there over the years. You think about not only St. Thomas, IMG, and I know IMG is different because it's an academy and you get people from all over the country come there. We've had nothing really come out of either one of those schools. You get a player here, a player there. If you could get two to three St. Thomas kids a year, I don't care if they're three stars. You know they're coming from a winning program. Same thing with IMG. Give me two or three of those guys, and I think this is what they've assembled. You know, Jason Taylor, again, I I don't know exactly what he's going to do. I highly doubt he's going to be out at practice 25 hours a week because he's not in an on-the-field role, and I know there's legalities around the NCAA. But I'll go back to the pick in his brain. You know, if he's on campus and you're Cyrus Moss and you see Jason Taylor sitting there, you go do it. I'll use me for an example. Anytime, you know, I've been blessed enough to go to Radio Row multiple times in the Super Bowl. And when you do that, there are Hall of Famers walking around like crazy. And you know them because they all wear their gold jacket because they're so proud of being a Hall of Famer. And there's nothing wrong with that. When we would Mm -hmm. sit down and talk to Hall of Famers, most of the time I ask questions, just sit back. And I want to hear the wealth of knowledge that a Jerry Rice is telling me, that a Michael Irvin, that an Emmett Smith. And I'm just a broadcaster. If I'm a guy that's playing a position that those guys were players and were Hall of Famers at, why would I not pick their brain? And I think yeah. Mario has done a great job embracing that once again. So, and I know there's a new Florida High School Athletic Association rule, um, and I think it's being implemented this year, that if a coach from a high school goes to U University, you cannot recruit, I think, that school for two years. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there's so what they're trying to stop is, hey, we got these two five star kids, but we're going to offer the head coach the job to get those guys to come here. So I know there's a new rule. I don't know exactly the the verbiage, but I think it is something to do with you can't recruit. And it's hard to say that, right, because you should be able to recruit the school. Sure. But I mean, just because a coach, you know, you hire a coach, but there is something to do with that. And, and we can kind of find that out later. Um, the, and I agree with you. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a sponge. And I was telling a couple of players, you know, a few months ago when they were thinking about trying to go to the portal about Mario. I said, be a sponge. Listen to what the guy has to say. He's been there. He's wore it. He's got the rings. He's got the pedigree. He's got the accolades. Listen to him. You know, and that's a problem I feel like our kids, and I mentioned it earlier, they just, they don't. It's a me, it's a me generation. It's like, so I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. When Charleston Rambo came down to the University of Miami, when he first came down, I met him. I said, so what's your end goal? He goes, I'm just here for one year to, to show out, ball out, and you'll get paid. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to try to get these younger guys better. I'm going right. to try to lead by example. His words were, hey, I'm here because he saw KJ Osborne do it the year before or you know, whoever. It's like, hey, I'm coming here for a year. I'm going to ball out. I'm going to go get paid. To that where I'm did. like, and that he did. He just, you know, again, he still ran a four or five in the combine. So it's like, yeah. you know, four or five still, you know, it's, you, you have, I have a hard time when I see speed. One guy ran a four, two, one, the kid Thornton from Baylor. Four, two, what? one. Bro, no. That's unofficial four, two, one. One of these days, somebody's going to run like a four, one, nine, and everybody's going to lose their mind. Well, I remember when DVD ran a four, like a four, two, eight. I'm like, holy crap. And then you saw Chris Johnson run like a four, two, four. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody thought that Philip Dorsett was going to break all that stuff, you know. But again, man, you can, you can have pure speed and then you can have like man on speed, right? Mm -hmm. I'd rather have game speed. And And I said this, I was arguing with some of the guys on my show up here. 
I said, I don't want to see him run the 40 with in, in, in spandex and a little tight top. Put on your shoulder pads and pants. Put on wow. your helmet. Because the only time you're running a 40 when you're playing college football or playing in the NFL is when you have your stuff on. Yeah. I want to see how fast you are with your equipment on, not when you've had a track coach train you how to come out of the blocks like you're an Olympic sprinter. Now, obviously, right. you run a 4-2 something, you're blazing. Yeah. You're moving. Hell, you run a 4-5, you're moving. I mean, Jerry Rice was a 4-6 guy in the timed 40. You never saw Jerry Rice get caught from behind, though, did you? No. Emmett Smith was not a blazer. You never saw Emmett Smith get caught from behind. So those are some different things that, you know, could work out really well. I I just look at, you know, when you get into the combine and going back to your point when it comes to coming down for one reason, that is a generational thing. That's exactly what goes on. And it's not just there. It starts at a middle school level. These kids are all out for themselves. And I'm hoping that Mario has brought the right type of coaches in to change that mentality. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, with having having those guys on the sidelines and around the program and everything. Um, you know, having an Ed Reed over there and, you know, or having a Jason Taylor on the sidelines. And, you know, somebody's getting beat out of, out of there at their position and whatnot. All it takes is those guys to get in and get in their head and be like, hey, calm down a little bit. This is what I want you to do. This is why he's beating you. This is what I want you to do. And little adjustments like that from guys that wear that gold jacket, you know, that is, it could mean everything to a guy that's, you know, that's having a rough time out there in the middle of a game. So, so let's switch it up a little bit. Let, let's get into spring practice starts here on Monday, you know, March Ooh. 7th, you know, again, there's a lot of schools that are waiting. They're going to wait for the following week at spring break. Um, you know, they're going to get, you know, fi- you know, started up after that. Miami's going in a week early, then they'll take their spring break. Then they'll get, you know, back into it. Um, if we start at positions and you look at the quarterback position, I feel really good about who we have on, on the quarterback as far as players. Obviously, I've been a TVD guy since he stepped foot on campus. Um, I actually thought he was, you know, he was better than King as far as in Rhett Lashley's system. Um, but, you know, King had a pretty good season the year before. Um, obviously, injuries. I don't think King was necessarily ready to come back as early as he was. And, and you saw that, right? Um, I don't know if TBD would have fared any better against Alabama. I don't think anybody would have fared any better against Alabama. Nope. Chalk that up. Just chalk that up, right? But, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see what would happen if Jake Garcia didn't get hurt against Central Connecticut State, right? What, what would happen? Because he actually played pretty well in that game. Um, sure. You can see the mobility with Jake. You can see the arm, which is the arm strength with Jake as well. I think TVD has a bigger, broader stature, and he carries himself a little bit bigger. Um, but again, so let's talk about the quarterbacks. And I'm not even talking about like a Peyton Matoka or Ja'Curry Brown at this point because it's it's literally a, a TVD, Jake Garcia. So, so John, going into spring on, on March 7th, does TVD already assume the QB1 role, or do you feel like it should be an open competition? Uh, should it be an open competition? No. Uh, I mean, let's keep it real. Uh, TBD, what he did at the end of last year with all those games over 300 yards and three touchdowns, he's on many people's short lists for Heisman. I can get where Mario would walk in and say, Hey, I'm not guaranteeing anyone a job, but I think he'd be naive to say, Hey, the kid that really carried the spotlight for Miami down the stretch last year was Tyler Van Dyke. The reason that somebody like a Frank Ponce, or the reason somebody like a Josh Gaddis wants to come there is they know they have QB1. So, to me, it's TVD's job. Now, does that mean Jake Garcia shouldn't get playing time? Absolutely not. I think he should be a guy, especially in games that we have things in control, I want to see him come in and run some packages where he actually gets to play. 
what used to drive me crazy when and this goes back to the Dorsey years, we'd be up 45 seven. And we used to call it the Derek Crudup package. Cause that's when we'd put nine tight ends on the field, three running back <laughs> and run the single wing. Cause we don't want to let the poor kid throw the football. And it stunk because you know, when his time would, would ever come in, we never knew what he could actually do. So I'd like yeah. to see Mario in scenarios where we're winning, give Jake some time, but to me it's TVD's job and I'll go a step further. This is the deepest QB room we've had in a long time. Oh yeah. Think about over the last two decades, we may have had a good QB one when Brad was there, when Kaya was there, we had a good, we had a very good QB one. Couldn't run. He could throw the ball. Yeah, but that's fine. I don't mind. (laughs) But what was our depth? If if anything, Malik Rozier, Evan Sheriffs. (laughs) Nothing against Malik. I like Malik. Malik led us to 10 and 0, but we didn't have a deep room. Yeah. I feel that if TVD gets hurt, knock on wood, I hope that never happens. Jake can step in and I don't see a big drop off. Okay. Bird, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I agree. I would love to see some packages for Jake. I mean, you know, those guys seem to be neck and neck after King went down and it was pretty apparent that he wasn't going to uh, play last year. Uh, so I would love to see a couple packages, uh, maybe a couple plays, just to just designs kind of a a Garcia playbook. That's you know that's just a thin playbook, right? That just lets him get in there and and get his feet wet, right? Because you know getting him a series or two in an environment like Texas A and M is only going to benefit him when he does have the opportunity to take uh, take the field and has had that experience playing in that hostile environment and being able to you know call plays in the huddle when it's deafening loud around him, right? That's experience that's going to help him. Right. And, you know, it's not like we're just pushing it off on somebody that's I mean, this is a high potential kid that's got a lot going for him. You know, should it be a competition? I mean, I think you say every position is open, open for for battle. Right. And then, you know, coming into week one, you announce your starters. But I mean, it's it's known, you know, you got a Heisman contender as a quarterback. The guy's QB one pretty much no matter no matter what. Right. Yeah. Do you, um, you think Bryce Young at Alabama, while they may have kids behind him, yeah. you think Nick Saban's really going this is an open job? No, yeah. CJ Stroud at Ohio State. They had four or five stars on campus here. I think two of them left. But you think yeah. CJ Stroud's worried about his job? TVD isn't quite those guys, but he ain't far behind them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't want to. And I, and I go back a few years to like the 08, the, you know, 08, 09, where you had the Robert Marv, you know, Jacory Harris situation, where you know Robert Marv should have been your 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 QB one, but yet the kid was always looking over his shoulder every time he had a bad throw or, you know, he threw a pick and, you know, Shannon's pulling him and throwing Ja'Cory in there. And it's like, I just don't want to see that type of, you know, same scenario. And I, I'm not for a two quarterback type, you know, scenario, but, right. I, but I am a, Hey, listen, if you can expose somebody, if you see something where Jake can come in and expose something, you know, maybe with his feet or, you know, mm-hmm. you run a little two quarterback type, you know, offense real quick. I think it benefits you. I, I think today in today's, in today's college football, you, you have to do something to keep the defense honest, right? And if, if TVD, you know, is your drop back, you know, sling the ball, get it downfield. But Jake's the type of guy who can drop back and maybe do quarterback draws and, and get to 10, 15, 20 yards. By all means, I think you have to use everything you have in your arsenal in order to win football games. I've always been a proponent. You play your best players on every single play, you know. And again, and I think what Mario had in Oregon with Anthony Brown, isn't what he has down here with TVD and Jake Garcia. Exactly. I mean, that's just my, that's my thought. I don't think Anthony Brown is, is a true quarterback. I'm a firm believer, John and bird that there are, there are true quarterbacks and there are athletes who can throw a football. Right. Just like Lamar Jackson. 
he was a guy that couldn't really throw a football either. That was yeah, the problem. They were correct. so hamstrung. They beat Ohio State because they physically beat him up, not because of Anthony Brown. Correct. Can yeah. you imagine that physicality with a guy like TBD who can throw it to all the weapons we have? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be exciting. And, you know, again, I don't know how much they're going to show at spring practice. I don't, I don't know what they're going to open up, what they're going to allow, what they're going to show. Even when it comes to the spring game, um, you know, who knows? You know, TVD might not even, you know, be on the field for the spring game. Jake Garcia might not even be on the field for the spring game. They can say, hey, Jakuri, like at this point, just, you know, let the fans see different people. You know mm-hmm. what you're going to get from a Jake. You know what you're going to get from a TVD. It's what are you going to get from the third string and the fourth string at this point? You know, again, you don't know about injuries. And as much as I hate to say it, injuries happen. Um, so, again, we got to go to break here on the King Gang Radio Show. Well, I know we're up against the break. Uh, give us a few seconds, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you oh, give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know. You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. So all things considering, I, I do think as, as we're back here um, on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio, um, I, I feel like we're in, and John, you brought this up, I think we're in good, we're in good hands with the QB room. I, I think that's, that's a, it's a strong, strong group that we have right now. And then moving forward, you know, throughout the year and next year, I, I think we're, we'll be okay. Moving to running back is where I feel like we have a plethora of talent and, and, and Going back to last season when you had Cam Harris and Don Chaney and Jalen Knight and then Cody Brown and 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 uh, Thad Franklin, you'll never be able to to be the old one class, right? Or when you have you know the Portises and the Begayhees and the Gores and the Jared Paytons and the Najes, you're not going to have that. I, I don't think you'll ever get that back. But when you look at what you have now with with Cheney, with Knighton, with with Henry Parrish. You're talking about two years ago being the number two, three, and four rated running backs in the state of Florida. Like, I'm sorry, Cody, and I'm sorry, Thad, but I don't really see you guys getting on the field right now if Cheney, Rooster, and Henry Parrish play the way that I think they're capable of. Man, I think Citizen has an opportunity to come in. I mean, that's that's the most complete back on the team. And like, look, don't be surprised if this kid comes in and and vultures carries. Maybe not the the you know the 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 RB one job, but I think he's going to be a factor in in the carries department. So six running backs. So John, what do you think? Six running backs on the roster. That's fine. Some of them better learn how to run down on special teams. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I say that, but I'm not being funny. Like, you, no, correct. You, you need you to want to earn playing time. Run down on special teams. Be a gunner on the punt team. You know, be a personal protector, whatever it takes. Interesting because Cheney, to me, was always the best of the bunch. The problem is he's been banged up. Can he be healthy and give me 20 carries a game? What I saw at the end of the year with Jalen Knight, and you bet not leave him off the field. 
you know, yeah. Rooster is so explosive in all the different things he could do, catching the ball out of the backfield. But you could see down at the end of the year, he, he was worn down when he was really just the guy, when everybody yeah. was injured. I, I don't want to knock kids. Cody Brown, to me, is underneath Thaddeus Franklin. Henry Parrish obviously had some success at Ole Miss, and, and Travante Citizen coming in should be a good back as well. This is a time, though, I, I don't, as, as special as Citizen may be, you should be fourth or fifth on the depth chart when you walk in here. You shouldn't be a guy that's able to come in and get carries. I want to see Cheney get 20 carries a game. I want to see that big old horse when he starts getting people worn out in the fourth quarter. And you know Mario's going to want to run him a bunch. I want to see that big old guy getting the ball a ton. And then you sprinkle in, you know, a Jalen Knight and to catch the ball out of the backfield. It's, a, it's again, a very complete look. It's a group, you know, you think about when Mark Walton got injured and it was really Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, who was a receiver and, and played a little bit everywhere, you had no depth. Now yeah. all of a sudden you got six blue chip guys where a guy like Cody Brown, who went to Parkview High School not 10 minutes from me, might be your sixth running back. That's a damn good spot to be Crazy. In. Yeah. It, it's amazing just to see, like, the competition. Because, like mm-hmm. you said, we haven't had depth, and we haven't had anybody to push the next person in right. order to get that playing time. You know, you John, you and I are old school. Bird, you're old school as well. But, like, when you go back and you look at – um, the older teams when you had the Nate Webster, but then you had the Dan Morgan and then underneath Dan Morgan, you had the Jonathan Vilma and right. then under the Jonathan Vilma, you had the DJ and then a John Beeson and then a Leon Williams. Like they were pushing each other every single day. Same thing with the running back room. Like again, you know, Portis didn't want to take the opportunity to get hurt because he knew McGahee was there or McGahee, you know, Hey man, I hope Frank doesn't come and pass me. Like it breeds competition. And I think with the, the quality of running backs that we have, hopefully there's, again, I always go back to this. I hope that there's no ego. It should be about what can we do better for the team. And and you brought out two two perfect examples. Travis Homer, your starting running back, Mm -hmm. was straight special teams. Kickoff return, punt return, kick coverage, punt coverage. DJ Dallas, starting running back. You know, kickoff return, kickoff coverage. That's what you did. But again, when we go back to the old days, and I say old days, I'm talking 20 plus years ago, you see the Ed Reeds on, you know, punk, punk coverage. You know, right. you saw those guys, Kellen Taylor's, Kellen Winslow. Yeah. Like, bro, you played your best players. It's not, hey, I'm going to throw a Ryan Ragoni, my walk on, on punk coverage. Those guys would have never played because you know what? Those four and five star guys, they wanted to be on the field every single time that they could get on the field. Someone's going to get squeezed out up there. And I think it might be one of the one of those top guys, like a Cheney or a Knight, and and you know at the end of spring ball. I mean, I would hate to say that. No, I mean, you look at. You want to drop a know. deuce on? Let's drop twenty on that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised of it, man. Uh, who, who's in a? So do you think? Let's let's the the top four running backs, and I'll put Fad and Cody as five and six. I'll put Citizen at four. Okay. I think he has that type of caliber to be number four right now. Yeah. I don't see Cody Brown or Thad Franklin getting on the field before any of those other four. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that top four group, it's pretty locked in. And, and I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you, John. You know, Cheney, ever since the Under Armour All-American game, injured his shoulder. Then he came right. in and had a hamstring injury. Then he blew his knee out. You know, again, is he going to be dependable and reliable? You don't know that. But he is the biggest and kind of the fastest back like as that package that we have. Right. 
I, I looked and I was trying to look up what Oregon stats were from a year ago because they, they didn't necessarily do it by committee because Anthony Brown did run it quite a bit. Travis Dye got 211 carries. He ran for six yards of carry, 1,271 yards. C.J. Burdell, who I really like, he reminds me a lot uh, of Jalen Knight. He only got the ball 61 times, again, 6.8 yards of carry. And then they had a kid named Byron Cardwell who got it for about 60 carries as well. So you're talking about between their top three running backs, 330-some-odd carries split three ways. After those three guys, it drops down to 14 carries. So if you're RB4, again, go learn how to do special teams and realize <laughs> a year or two from now you may be able to get your burn. That's what you want. Go look at what I, – I, I hate to compare us to Georgia because Georgia's won a title, but I get to see them all the time. Zamir White didn't get the ball – 250 times. It was Zeus. It was James Cook getting the ball sometimes. Kenny McIntosh getting the ball. You're talking about five-star, 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 but you had to find a way to divvy it up. This is going to be a challenge for Kevin Smith, our running back coach, and for Mario. How do you divvy up these carries to keep these guys happy? Remember, with the portal now, you're re-recruiting guys over and over and over again. It's going to be a challenge I think he almost has to sit down and, you know, potentially tell one or one or two or three of these guys, you may have to redshirt this year because you're just not going to get enough touches to make it worthwhile. That's a great point. And bird, if you want to touch on that, be my guest, but you just can't give six guys carries and you're not going to do a due justice to give, you know, a guy one carry, you know, for five games and then he burns a redshirt. Like to me, that's not fair to me as a player Either let me sit out because you got to figure after this year, uh, Cheney, Parrish, and Knighton could all leave, right. right? So why not take that opportunity and say, you know what? I'll sit back. Listen, what you wouldn't need me to do, coach? You know, I'm a team player. You want me to sit on the bench and just, you know, run a scout team like Citizen? You want me to run a scout team for a year? By all means, coach, I got you. Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, look, you guys are right, right? Something's going to happen in that room because um, there's just there's not enough room for six guys that all want to be producers and some of which were last year and some of which had some rumors about, you know, their their work ethics and practice and whatnot, right? Something's going to give in that room and, you know, only time's going to tell, right? But competition is the, is the king. Competition sure. is exactly what you want. I want kids to realize or think that, hey, maybe, maybe this job isn't for me. Yeah. I want kids to look and go, you know what? I got to bust my ass. You know, if Cody Brown looks around and goes, I'm RB six or RB five, you know, and his best opportunity is to go somewhere else. They wish the kid the best. That's yeah. the day and age we're at in 2022. It's no longer about keeping a kid for four years, get put the best three or four or two on the field. And if the other ones decide to go, guess what? We're going to have kids next year. that are going to be dying to come here and run the ball behind this offensive line. The best thing that can happen is citizen to come in there and push every single one of those guys in that room. And you're going to look, I mean, it's the problem's going to take care of itself, right? The guys who want to be there and want to work and want to want to push themselves to beat him, you know, in that scenario, it's going to take care of itself. So, I mean, I'm for it. Do you think, do you think the running back room, do you think those guys are going to gel together? Let me ask you this. Uh, and again, you're going to have you have a bunch of upperclassmen. You have and and I'm I'm a I'm a believer that you have to stagger your classes, right? So you got three te- you have three juniors, two sophomores, mm-hmm. and then you have a freshman right now. Right. So again, does at the end of the season, depending on what happens, you have three guys that could potentially leave and try to go to the draft. Which 
I don't think any of those are draftable at this point. But again, you never know, right? But do you think that those guys are? Do you think that the older guys are going to help the younger guys? That, that's yeah, Absolutely. and you need to, right? And do you think that's what Mario is going to instill? Listen, here's your responsibility. Here's the younger guys. Take them under the wings. Show them right. what it's supposed to be about. And, and that's what I want to see. And that's why I go back to even you know guys like DJ Ivy, who's had no, like. I don't want to say he's had a bad career at University of Miami. He just hasn't had right. the greatest career at University of Miami. So, again, someone like Tyreek Stevenson, DJ, mm-hmm. let me show you what you need to do here. Like, this is where I want to see the mentorship of some of the older guys working down to the younger guys now and say, look, this is what it's going to take. Right. You're not, you know, accountability. You're not in the film room. You know, I, I'm just throwing names out. Like, you know, Tyreek goes to DJ or, you know, goes to Isaiah Dunson or Marcus Clark. Hey, how come you missed team meeting? How come you missed film room? Like, where's the accountability out going to be? Yeah, the accountability is if you're asked to be there at 9 o'clock, be there at 845, 8.50. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what you need to do. And I love the fact you bring in a Daryl Porter Jr. now. Mm. Add depth to that cornerback. I know we'll make our way around to the cornerback room as we talk about spring ball. I, there's never enough dogs in a room for me. Georgia's got five-star after five-star. Alabama's got five-star after five-star. Although Nick Saban and Jamison Williams did the – the, the passive-aggressive complaining that if their receivers wouldn't have been hurt, they'd win a national title. I saw I that. Hear, I don't want to hear that. You had Ja'Cory Brooks sitting there, and you had all these other kids that are five stars. Coach them up, Coach. You're the greatest ever. Let, let's make that happen. I yeah. want Mario to have these problems as opposed to, you know, not to bang on Brian Monroe. who's was a great dude, uh, does some good radio, you know, a fantastic punter. We had a spring practice back, what was it, 2005 or six? and Brian Monroe's running with the wide receivers. Correct. I yeah. need to see that again. Yeah. You know, we had a couple of years ago where if KJ doesn't come in, bro, I don't know what the hell we do at wide receiver? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I'm I'm agree with you with that. Um, you know, talking about wide receivers, and and I did see that article with Jameson Williams said, well, you know, if I wouldn't have got hurt, blah blah blah. But but again, you guys lost. Suck it up. Keep it moving. Right. Let's talk about our wide receivers. Again, I'm watching the combine. I'm seeing Rambo. You know, he's running routes. He's catching the ball. You know, a couple of years before that, you know, you had the KJ Osborne's. Who is going to take that role? Um, I feel like you get Frank Latson from Clemson. And I think, not saying he's going to come in and be wide receiver one, but that's your big time receiver. That's your outside. Romello kind of dis- you kind of disappeared towards the end of the last season. He had that one good catch, you know, in the corner of the end zone, but he had some drops. You know, right. Harley's not there anymore. Um, that was your kind of go to, you know, safety blanket. I think X fills that role. Um, I think Bashar Smith. I really like a Jacoby George. Right. I really like the way Jacoby runs routes. I like his hands. And you talk about dogs. When I watch Jacoby George on special teams, he ain't afraid to catch a punt with 12 people around him. Right. You know, that's just the type of mentality that a former University of Miami Hurricane player, a Santana, a Philip Buchanan, a Roscoe Parrish, a Kevin Williams, like those guys said, look, just kick it to me. I don't care who's in the area. I'm catching it and I'm running with it, right? So let's get into the wide receivers and tell me, John, who do you like at wide receiver? Funny, you mentioned five names and you didn't mention the guy that I like the most, Keyshawn Smith. Keyshawn Smith. Number five, <laughs> he's a guy that makes plays. And yeah, Charleston became our wide receiver one last year because he, he comes over from Oklahoma. And he made all the big catches that we needed. You know, when it was really starting at the Michigan State game where he was completely unguardable. Um, I think Keyshawn can be that guy. Size, speed, the ability to go get it, can run heart. the route tree. Yeah, heart. I mean, 
it's a three-star kid out of San Diego that all of a sudden gets to Miami and he blossoms. And I think being the vet, he got how many snaps did he get last year? Six hundred snaps, seven hundred snaps, something like that. That's going to translate. You know, I I hope Frankie Ladson becomes that dude. He was obviously super highly sought after. Injuries, inconsistency, you know, whatever it was, it didn't work out at Clemson. Their loss is our gain. It sounds like he's 100% healthy. Again, competition's there. We're we're not even talking about Michael Redding. Michael Redding hadn't had a chance to get on the field. Daz Worsham, we forget about him. He was a four-star recruit that's just sitting there kind of hanging out. Depth is there. My electric guy, though, is Brashard Smith. You have to find a way to get him five to ten touches a game. Have to. Yeah, specialized packages, right? Yeah, whether it's on a jet sweep or a swing pass or, you know, wheel routes. You saw him and TVD connected a lot on wheel routes. Right. Um, Again, you know, you come off that wheel and you got a linebacker and then you have the X or something coming across and leaving that wide open. By all means, you just throw it up and let that kid go get it, right? He's just, Mm -hmm. he's, he's, He's that Santana Moss type of guy, you know, just throw the ball up, let him. And, you know, you go back and you watch a lot of film with Dorsey and guys to Santana. How many times do those guys underthrow Santana or oh, yeah. he has to come back and wait for the ball and just wait? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was just that throw, fast. Bro, it's, I, I watch even during Florida State games, like just throw the ball, you know, and he's, he's waiting for the ball. Like, come on, man, let's go. But I agree with you. I think Bashar Smith is going to be a heck of a ball player. Talk about the difference in the combine with like you know straight line speed and and speed with pads on, man. Santana was that guy when it when it came to having the pads on and being able to uh being able to let it rip. Yeah, one of the things, some of the packages you could use, and then my favorite and Dave Archer, who I worked with forever with the Falcons, would always tell us, "Where's the shallow cross? You get a guy like Brashard or a Keyshawn. Like it's fine. You want to run deeper routes, and TVD can throw everything." There are times, though, you can make that two-yard pass and let your athletes be athletes. Have them come across where they're running natural picks. You're in man-to-man, and you got corner three chasing one of those little jackrabbits across the field. You have no chance. And it's easy throws where you don't have to have long protection. You don't have to have back stay in. Those are things that I'm hoping that Josh Gaddis has some concept that he can run. And I saw a package he ran um, at Michigan, and I think it was the Ohio State game. He got his tight end matched up and butt naked wide open on a shallow track. (laughs) And the tight end ends up running for about a 45-yard touchdown against Ohio State. I don't think over the past – and I liked Rhett's offense. Don't get me wrong. Rhett Rhett got us into the 21st century after running some of the antiquated nonsense with Dan Enos. But I'd like to see some stuff where we get easy throws. Go watch Alabama, how many underneath easy throws they would make to John Mechie or Jamison Williams. And those guys all of a sudden turn around and they're out of there. Go watch yeah. Kansas City throw to, to Cheetah. Tyreek Hill doesn't always run deep routes. There's five yard, five yard out, little like two yard yeah. crawl across the line, whatever the case would be. Yeah, you come across yeah. and get lost in that wash and all of a sudden catch the ball. It, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Listen, what else is beautiful is our break time. So we got to go to break. We'll be right back here on the Can Gang Radio Show. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowe. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Everything. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. 
This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account or send money in any form cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuy. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back. Second hour here on the Kane Gang Radio Show. Thank you guys for tuning in here on Sirius XM. Uh, again, we got a lot of spring ball recap. Not even recap. Talking about like a pre-cap. Let me rephrase that. Pre-cap of the spring ball. We did quarterback, running back, receivers. Uh, we're going to take a quick break from that right now. We're going to jump into a, uh, a special segment with our boy, uh, Victor Calero. We're going to talk about some Canes baseball. Bird, 7-1 um, and one right now, sitting at 7-1. we got a big series coming up this weekend here with University of Florida, you know, coming to the light. Um, I don't even remember the last time the University of Florida came to the light. I know it's been a few years, um, mm-hmm. but it's, hopefully it's going to be a packed house. And I think it'll be a packed house over the weekend based on what happens tonight, you know, on the first game. So let's bring in our, our guest, Vic, and uh, let's let's chop it up with him for a little bit. I know John took a quick little uh, pause for the cause, and uh, we'll get going. So, Vic, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Been a long time. Missing hey. Guys. How you feeling about this weekend series going in, uh, you know, hey, now guys. we're sitting at uh, – Let's uh, let's pull Vic out for a minute. Let's get the uh, yeah yeah. See let's if get our back tech in. issues uh, squared up, and then we'll uh, then we'll get them back in here. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, big series coming out with uh, with Florida here. Um, you know, they they you know they've uh, they've kind of hooked it up on the bats a little bit, just like we've been. We've been red hot yeah, with yeah. the bats all season long. But I mean, think about it though. You're starting off seven and one. I mean, obviously, you played Townsend, you played FIU. I mean, FAU, and then you played uh, Harvard, right? You, you dropped yeah. one game. Big series, but. I think you can't go into this series and have the same type of results that you had last year with the FSU series came into town and you completely got annihilated. 
Um, I think it was 34 to two during that series, if I'm not mistaken. You literally have to come. And I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, Carson Palm, of course, will be starting game one tonight, you know, lefty on the mound. So um, oh. we'll see. I, I mean, we went out We went out a couple weeks ago to the game. We wanted to kind of see what was going on. Uh, Jake Garland was going to be on the mound, so I wanted to see him uh, kind of rain delay here and there. And I'm like, I just – I can't stay this much longer. I got to go. How do, you, how do you feel about the decision to move Palmquist to a starter? Um, again, I'll, I'll say it like I say in football. I think you got to play your best players. You know, right. what, what's the worst that can happen? He gets hit. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's baseball, you know? He looked it's, great in his first two starts. That's but that's sure. what I'm saying, right? Like, I think you just – I like Jake Garland, and I think Palm Palmquist mm-hmm. is nice. Um, I think you just, you just have to play who you're going to play. And if if yeah. – if Carson, you feel, is your number one in rotation, then that's who you have to go with. You know, I'm still a little suspect on some gloves. You know, there's a couple guys out there with some gloves that kind of – they got to they gotta pick their glove up, you know. Yeah. You know who I'm referring to? Yeah. Uh, the uh, pr- uh, Promelli. Pr- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Sorry. Yeah, correct. You know, it's, it was funny, though, because in, in one of our group talks or group chats, I was like, man uh, – you know, Pirelli's getting killed out there, right? You know, like, what's up with this guy? And then he had, like, three web gems in a row after. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm eating my words there. Um, I think he's a good player. He's just got to he's just got to put it all together. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he, you know, he's had a lot of really awkward balls fielded to him in the, in the games that I've watched so yeah. far. So I think, you know, some of it might be, you know, shortstop, man, you know, just sometimes it's, uh, it's funky the way you take the, uh, you know, the way you take it there. Listen, so, sometimes it's just the way that the ball bounces, so. You know, John, yeah. welcome back. I know you had a pause for the calls, and uh, so <laughs> we tried to get Vic yeah. on. We had a little dad call. duties called, man. Dad right. Duties, right. Dad. <laughs> well, we're talking we're talking baseball right now because Vic was joined us, but he was having some technical issues, and so we just said, you know what, we'll drop you down. We'll try to get you back on. Um, they're going to be starting Palm Quiz. So you're a big baseball guy as well, you yep. know, right? So um, big series this week. You know, you got Florida coming to town. Um, and like I just mentioned the bird, we can't have the same thing that happened last year when you had all this hype and then FSU came in and just completely destroyed us on a three game series. Hey, you, you had gotten over last year. I think you won two out of three up in Gainesville. First time you had taken a series from them and like, it seemed like a decade. Kevin O'Sullivan <laughs> has really just had your number and, and it's been disheartening. You know, you hate, you lost uh, last Friday to Harvard. You were able to bounce back and win the series. This is one. If you really want to establish yourself as a national power this year, you got to take two out of three from Florida at home. I already see tomorrow sold out. I'm going to assume Saturday and Sunday are pretty much going to be the same. Down the whole the weekend line. series is. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be rocking. And I like the fact that Palmquist is going to get the ball, you know, because Friday night's sort of been your bugaboo in the first two series so far where you've given up a lot of runs. It's tough. I haven't been able to see them. I've listened some on WVUM a little bit. Um, and followed along on social media, some of the people that do a great job. I know Vish does a great job keeping you updated on everything that's going on with the games. I haven't got a chance to look at some of the players. I know Carrier's done a great job hitting the ball. Uh, Palmquist is obviously, he's a he's an MLB prospect. I mean, that kid can flat out throw the rock. You need him to go out and give you five and a third, six innings of one-run ball tomorrow. Yeah, and again, like I was mentioning to Bird, like I'm a big Jake Garland guy. I think he's got yeah. the he's got the frame for it. Big righty, um, throws you know mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need that, right? But you're, this is where your bats got to come alive. This is where I see somebody like the Ma- the Max Ramiro, the transfer from Bandy, you know, yep. behind the plate. Say, listen, guys, I've been there. I've been at the CWS. I know what it's going to take. 
just relax, calm down. It's the Gators. Let's not our emotions get too high. You know, but again, it's it's one of those, it's it's an in-state game. It's Miami versus Florida. Doesn't matter if it's you know playing badminton. You're like, you're gonna hate this. You know, you you you're 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 geared up for this game. And right. you know, I think Palm Quest on the mound to start to start that Friday night game. Um, I think that's key for, for the University of Miami. Again, get the bats going and uh we'll see what happens. Let's bring in Vic, see if we can get a hold of him. Vic, you back with us now, bud? Hi guys, can you hear me? We there it is. <laughs> How you doing? We're good. We're good. So we're talking about, obviously, we're talking about Kane's baseball. Um, you know, obviously, John Michaels, uh, you know, he, he's a big uh, baseball guy as well. So, again, we were already talking about Palmquist getting a start on Friday. Um, you know, what, what do you think the reasoning behind that is, Dick? I mean, again, right now, Carson's got the hot hand. I agree. Hi, John. Nice to meet you, man. Nice um, you. I, I think, in essence, you know, he's got the hot hand. I, I, won't, I will say this. I'm a little bit concerned to a slight degree. It's a big transition going from being a closer to being a starter. He's done good in his first two outings. He did very good in his last previous outing against Harvard. Again, the only thing that just killed us was, I mean, please, you left 12 men on base on that particular game on Saturday and then eight game, eight men on base on the Friday loss against Harvard. Um, again, I echo pretty much what Derek was just talking about a couple seconds ago with regards to Jake. You know, I really thought Jake might have ended up getting the nod for Friday, basically. Um, let's see what ends up happening. I know Alex has kind of lost a little bit off of his fastball, and that's why they've been touching him up in his last two, in his last two losses, basically, without a doubt. So, um, But let's see what ends up happening. Our offense definitely needs to wake up, without a doubt. I mean, again, you know, a lot of people are making a big deal because Liberty ended up taking out Florida – in their opening series, I'm like, look, guys, this is a robbery game. In a robbery game, everyone's 0 0, and it doesn't mean squat. Case closed. Yeah. Florida's won seven in a row since Liberty, since Liberty took them out and won that first series. So, correct. <laughs> I don't know correct. how much stock I'd put in the fact that they lost twice to Liberty. And those were both correct. two close games that they lost four, six, it, and it, three, five. Exactly. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. There's one thing I kind of like in terms of being ranked so low that we're like 24 in some polls, 22nd. You know, I prefer, I mean, one of my favorite things that I like posting is always be the hunter rather than the hunted. Right. Okay. So that being said, basically, it kind of gives us something to shoot for, you know, but we need to end up playing, you know, our best ball as much as possible. I mean, I think if we remember last year, we were talking around this time, basically, Florida State came in and they beat the living crap out of us in that series. We only scored like two runs in that series. Yeah, you know, which what is, is pretty, what do you pretty think, sad. What, what do we think the crowd's going to be? You think it's going to be a 70 30? You think it's going to be a 60 40? How, how do you think the crowd, do you think Florida's going to travel for this? I think Florida will definitely travel for it. I think, if anything, basically they're going to probably end up having, I'd say, probably 30%. It's going to probably be the left field stands, basically, towards along the left field bleachers out and towards left field. Um, I know this much. If we went on Friday, Saturday is just going to be complete insanity. Yeah. No doubt so, about it. So, again, like, obviously we all know about the mark like milkshakes, right? So it just popped in my head. How come we don't have, like, a um, like a mint chocolate chip called, like, the Gator Bait Shake or something like that, man? We need to really create, like, different shakes for different teams. Well, you know what I was going to do? You know what I was going to do, Derek? And I was because since I know the guy's over there, basically, I think they need to make a King Gang milkshake, man. Bro, Seriously. Look, like let's do it. Get a get a temporary tattoo while you're at it. You get a milkshake. You <laughs> think it'll be good. I got I, the permanent one though. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You do. I'm a little jealous. I need to fill out this forearm anyway. 
Vic, I want to ask you, last year you finally yes, got pump. You win two out of three against Florida. And then we, we talked about where the season went from there. Do you think mentally there had been a roadblock with the University of Florida be, trying to beat them because they had just dominated the series against Miami for so long? Uh, to a degree, yes. I, I would tend to agree with that. Basically, I think what had ended up happening as well, too, is this, is that, again, talent-wise, Coach Sullivan up in Florida has kind of lost some of his prime recruits in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that being said, basically, I think, you know, it kind of tended to tie towards us because we basically took two out of three in their brand-new field. You know, so, um, again, I we have a lot of young guys on the team. We have a lot of young guys on the team, basically. Do I think we have a lot of power? We do. Okay, I just think, in essence, we really need to know how to manufacture runs. I mean, look, when you – I mean, let's put it this way. Someone asked me, will this happen again in the Florida series? I said, I know this much. If you leave 20 men on base base in the Florida cities, we're going to get our butts kicked straight up. Okay, there's no way we can afford to do that. Go ahead, please. No, I was going to say, so, you know, obviously we moved Carson Palmquist, who was you know, just lights out as a closer last year to a starter, and that's looked great. What's your take on the new closer, Andrew Walters? Nephew, it's pretty good. Nephew of former defensive end, Matt. Correct, Walters. correct. Uh, actually, one of my former students, and I mentioned this to Derek about a couple of days ago, Jamar Fairweather is one of my former students, basically. So he's got some nasty stuff. So I want to see how he ends up doing, basically. Uh, but Andy looks good. Not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, one thing that's worried me, I mean, obviously, I mean, John, I don't know if you've seen the last couple of years as well, too, is our defense. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, especially out right field, you know, I ended up like joking around with, because uh, I'm on the UM Sports Hall of Fame, I was joking around with, you know, one of our one of our committee members. I'm like, yo, you got your mid in your car, please go out and get and play right field. You know, because I'm like, what the heck? You know. <laughs> no doubt. We'll you just know, get so, somebody out of the parking garage, throw them out there in right field, see if they can No doubt. It. No doubt. No, I'll tell you something right now. Dominic was a little bit shaky after the first game defensively, but after that, he's been brilliant with his glove. No doubt about it. No. You know, and Dominic's been Dominic's like one of those guys, like he's a five tool guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I really want to see a good year out of him without a doubt. So I don't ever get too caught up in, in early season games or anything like that because obviously baseball is a long season, right? To me, it's about how are you going to peak when it gets time to be to the ACC tournament? And again, what about your regionals and your supers? Do you think Miami has an opportunity looking at what they've done? And John, I'll ask you this because you're, you're a pretty big baseball guy. Knowing what we have now, if we can get past Florida, do you think Miami has an opportunity at, at this point to go to the supers? I don't see why. I mean, it obviously depends on where you get seated. If you can get a home game right. to Bob White, you absolutely. We, we've yeah. seen over years where maybe we didn't have the most talented team. You get there on a Saturday or, or Friday when you got to win two out of three, or you get some teams coming in for the regular regionals and you're going to win. The ACC is dominant. You know, it's always a good conference. I know Danny Hall up here at Georgia Tech has got a really good program again. They're Great in the top coach. 15. Fantastic coach. And they've got a huge series this weekend against Georgia. Two top 15 teams going at it. But when you have pitching, when you have guys like Jake and you have Carson, you can get into a series where if you can use your, your weeknight starter and win that game one, especially if you get a top seed and then can set it up where you've got Carson and Jake, maybe to be games two and three, you could get out of there without having to worry anything. And then when you move on to the supers, throw Carson on Friday. Yeah. Put the pressure on somebody, but it's a matter of not losing. Like we did that first year with Gino. We lost a lot of those midweek games and all of a sudden you're on the road. You can't afford to lose those. You can't those afford midweight to lose games. Yep. You can't afford to lose a game to Harvard. 
Because I can guarantee later on down the road, somebody's going to look and go, man, you lost a Friday night game to Harvard. How the hell did that happen? Well, for me, for me, it's this Florida State series that we have, you know, May 13th through 15th. Even Towards if it's the end just, of the season, yep. Yeah, even if it's just mentally, like, we have to take at least two games in that series, man, because those guys, especially after what happened last year with that 34-2, to two, uh, it was it was awful, so. I want to let me let me add this real quick to what John was talking about. Let me tell you something. I mean, you guys, if you guys have been following you know baseball, you know we when Morris was the head coach, basically we were losing some of those Tuesday or Wednesday night games, basically, which was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, and, and we were losing and we were losing them to in-state rivals, right. in-state rivals. Well, at least, we, at least we, we knocked off FAU last week, so at least we got one of those mid-games out of the way. One thing we got to get out of the way real quick is another break. You're listening to K-Gang Radio bills. Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So what are you telling? You're telling you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Big yeah, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off on there, but no, it's fine, no problem. Okay. Obviously, we got to take breaks here. We're not just your typical podcast. We are live on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, again, this is uh, your boy uh, Derek Co. Here, you can follow me on Twitter at KaneFanCo. That's C A N E F A N C O E. You got the Dirty Bird with three Y's over on Twitter. You got John <laughs> Michaels. You. We're doing our, you know, uh, I guess this is my fifth segment reset. Letting everybody know where you can follow us. <laughs> so, uh, I'm learning, John. I'm telling you, I'm learning. All right. It's like riding a bike. The more you do it, the, the better you get at it. The better you get at it. I would say it's like sex, but some of us, we never get better at it. So. Uh, you, listen, as you get older, you don't even get it, right? So it's like... <laughs> You know, the, the sad thing is nobody told me marriage that it would go down. I was like, yeah, I got a beautiful wife. You guys have met my wife. Yeah. Uh, she 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 loved you guys, thought you were all fantastic. She she uh, laughs at the University of Miami. Well, she doesn't laugh. She just knows what it means to me. But, <laughs> you know, I thought getting married, I was like, you know, hot, young Spanish. This is going to be great. It was great. And then you get married. Then you realize Tuesday night, like, you may be in the mood. She's not because she's yeah. had a long day at work. Yeah. Like, I'll just go watch Miami basketball. That'll, that'll have to make up for it. You say, you, say funny. you say she loves us, right? But at the end of the day, I put her in that blazing sun over that Michigan State game. She hated yeah. me. Yeah. You know how long we lasted there? Six minutes of football action, and she goes, doesn't your other friend sit in club section? I go, yeah, can we get in? I said, I don't think security will mess with us. And they uh, did. It's hilarious. so funny how you have, like, so before we get back into baseball, it's funny that you mentioned, and this is what I love about being unscripted, right? So you would think that you would need to have tickets to get into the club level. Those people up there don't even care. So they did. When I walked up and I said, hey, my buddy's sitting here. I'm going to go see him. They go, where's your ticket? I said, I'm sitting down there. He goes, you can't get in. We went the next door over, and I said, babe, you go. She walks up and goes, hey, can the guy was like, come on in. Oh, of course. Pretty, 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 girl. 
pretty girl asks, of course they're gonna let her in. You know, my big fat bald butt walks up. No, sir, you're not getting in. Her hot little butt walks over there. I think he was gonna give her free food while she was up there. She went. And John walks in. He's like, I'm with her. I'm with yeah. her. John. It's a, it's a Miami thing with a good looking woman. Case closed, dude. Serious. One hundred percent. I grew up down there, so I know how it is. But there you I, go. I outpunted my coverage. I knew how that was. <laughs> I'm in the same boat with you on that because there's no way I, I feel like I deserve, you know, my wife. There, there's no way in hell I feel like I deserve oh, my man. wife whatsoever. So, Absolutely. all right. So I, I already lost track of what we talking about. Baseball. Okay, baseball. So I feel like Miami could – last year I wasn't a big Geno guy. I just felt like there was a lot of things that was left on the table. It really didn't – like I wasn't really 100% bought into the program. Um, you know, I felt the same way with, with Jim Morris towards the end of his career. I just, I felt like there was something missing. I, I just felt like the drive wasn't there. The passion wasn't there. Um, and I felt maybe like he lost the team towards the end of his tenure at the university of Miami. Um, same thing with Gino. I thought last year, I felt like some of the guys just weren't bought in. Um, but again, it's still an early season and, and like the, the COVID year, I thought Miami had a, a phenomenal opportunity on paper. That was – thank you. Uh, 100%. Thank you. And, and to be able to not have that season, um, hopefully they have that drive now to say, you know what, we didn't have the opportunity. And, and I agree. I feel like they were straight Omaha bound. Like they were that good on paper. Uh, but, but, again, you never know, right? You, you could get to the Supers and lose. Anything happens. Um, but I thought they had the talent. So – this is where I want to go back and see the team rally behind the coaches. And again, they got phenomenal. Like when you talk about like pitching staff, you look at JT Arteaga and, and again, being a lefty, you know, him being able to help Carson, I think is phenomenal. Um, JT has been through some, some tragic situations in personal life. Um, but just to see his commitment to the university of Miami, hopefully these kids buy into that. And, you know, again, there's nothing like a Friday night or a Saturday night sitting at Mark, like just hanging out, you know, you're looking, you got the beautiful campus, you know, just sitting there. Now, again, two weeks ago when we went down there, it was raining and it sucked. But, I mean, again, it's baseball, right? You're like, what are you going to do? Um, Grayson had a great time. He got to hang out with the Maniac for a little bit, you know, during the rain <laughs> delay. And, you know, he's all running around up and down and splashing people. I'm like, bro, like, stop splashing people. Like, come sit down. But what do you tell a four-year-old? He's playing in the puddles, right? Like, right. So, it, but it was it, – it, college baseball is just a family atmosphere. Like, and I would love to see the university of Miami get to like, you ever watch Arkansas play? Like, do you see those fans in Arkansas and, and wow. Mississippi State, State Texas A&M, like Texas A&M has that great chant, like the, like the five count or whatever, whatever they oh, yeah. do, bro. Like that is just great traditional things that, you know, well, something. We, I mean, we've got that. We've got the left, right, left, right, left, yeah. right, which is yeah. awesome. That those is- guys are very defensive over that chant. I feel like. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Do you know how that started, Vic? Uh, that ended up belonging to the familia upstairs, basically. Okay, and it's funny because we had UMBC come into town a couple years ago. Okay, and they tried to do the chant basically, and it was like led by. I mean, I don't know what it is, man. It was a middle-aged housewife that she was too tired of duties at home that she was, like, trying to crank it up, basically. And it's like, man, let me tell you something. Q and those guys from upstairs, man, they shut her down quick. That was fun to watch, let me tell you. It really was. Hey, Co-, Co and I have seen Q shut somebody down right, right in front of them. <laughs> that I can later. believe. That I can believe. I don't, I don't think we're... 
I don't oh, think the story is radio appropriate. No, I'm, you're I, no. I, I, I'm, I, I'm being PG rated, guys. So, I mean, hey. We're in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta for – we're up there for the Alabama game, and we end up going to uh, STK Steakhouse in, in, like, uptown. And and it's – it was – I'm thinking this is his great steakhouse. And it was it decent. Is, but but it, was in, it was in an area where it was a different type of area, right? So – they told we have reservations at nine o'clock and now it's like 10 o'clock and they're like, Oh, well, we have all these people, blah, blah, blah. And, and buddy, buddy was just different. Let me just put it that way. Like buddy was at the different. front door. The, the, the guy at the front door, door that, that was, just, was working the door. Midtown Atlanta. Yeah. He yeah. was just different. Right. And then buddy had like a mole on his forehead. And then <laughs> all I know is buddy said something and then Q just literally went off on him. And I'm like, oh, man, we're going to go to jail tonight. Well, the, we're the, fight the, tonight. Kid says, the kid says to Q, he goes, well, you guys took an L today. And Q doesn't even break stride. He looks at him, he's like, he's like you, look, you look like you took an L with that thing on your face. Oh, no. And the kid was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, and this was after about an hour and a half of waiting for the table. And Q was sitting in the car because, like, supposedly he's, like, one of those guys that just, like, like, don't get between him and a meal, man. And <laughs> oh, he did that, like, I mean, like, I, I don't think that I've ever laughed so hard. The funny thing was all the La Familia guys are so used to him that they were just kind of like, ah, yeah, you know, because they're so used to him being like that, just unscripted, man. <laughs> we all have that friend. Right? And, and one of my buddies, uh, I'll just call him Big Z. Good friend of mine. I've known him 20 some odd years. He used to be a bouncer on South Beach and he just a maniac. Family man until you got around football and he became a maniac. We we drove up to NC State, oh four whatever. Devin Hester. Devin Hester. <laughs> he returns the opening kickoff for a touchdown. So we win wild game back and forth. After the game, we're like, man, we're starving. Where where are you gonna go at you know eleven o'clock at night? Waffle House. We go to Waffle House. So it's me, Big Z, my buddy Raj, buddy Jeff. We're in there, sit down to eat, and this NC State family sits in the restaurant at Waffle House close to us, and they have a kid that might be. 10, 11, oh, and boy. innocent Uh-oh. kid. We're, we're lathered up. We've had a few. We've had a lot. <laughs> oh, and have because the other two didn't drink. And the kid looks over and goes, why is your mascot a duck? And Z loses. Mind you, this 10-year-old kid. I love this. Mind a 10-year-old kid and his family. He goes, what kind of idiot are you? It's an Ivan. And his dad looks over and he goes, oh, kick your ass. <laughs> My mascot a duck. It's an I said, see, he's 10. <laughs> the next week, him and I go to North Carolina alone. That's the stupid. We lose. That we lose, 31-28. Yeah. Walking out of that stadium, Rob's trying to fight the entire student body. Oh, my like, God. I'll kick your ass. I'll kick your I said, oh, my that's the last road trip. No, uh, yeah, that is the last road trip we've ever been together. Wow. I was like, that's it. I can't go anywhere with you. Can I just oh. tell you how bad road losses are, especially when you lose? Like, it's oh, just – well, that, that kind of makes sense. Like, road losses are just horrible, especially when you have to – the drive from Tallahassee home after you lose is probably the oh, worst man. drive ever. Yes, it like, is. So a couple of years ago, we went up to Georgia Tech. We ended up losing. But you know what? We did Stone Mountain and stuff the following day. It didn't make it as Well, that's bad. a loss, too. Going to Stone Mountain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking to, we're talking to an ATL, an ATL local It's here. just one of those things where it just it happens, right? But – Road losses in general, like just to drive home. I, and I like Stone Mountain. Like Stone Mountain's fun to walk up. Like I tell people that's never been, oh, it's not that bad of a walk. Let's go, man. Let's, 
like Hell a quarter of the way up and they're like, don't they have like a trolley? I'm like, yeah, but why pay the 30 bucks so we can walk up? You know what I mean? You know, the worst <laughs> thing about that, I, and I used to walk up because I lived close to Stone Mountain for a long time. That used to be my Tuesday, Thursday exercise, walk up and down the mountain. If you get up and down about 45 minutes to an hour, you'll burn 1,500 calories. A buddy of mine goes, let's run around the mountain because there's a trail around Yeah, it. correct. I thought it was about a mile and a half. All right, cool. I bust out of the four? gang bus. Five and a half miles. Five and a half miles. Boom, I thought it was about four. Yeah. Yeah. I made it about a mile and a half and then walked the last four and got back and I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever done. Was that the night game where it was freezing cold? With yes. Yes. I had to fly out the next morning at 6 a.m. for a Falcons game in Cleveland. Oh, Three wow. like two in the morning. Had to literally turn around. I, sh- I think I showered, put on clothes, and went right back to the airport. That was so we were smart. So obviously I did a road trip with all four kids. I had Zach, I had Ryan, I had Zayden. And I think Grayson was only a year old, like a little over a year old. And I'm like, let's take a road trip. So we we did an Airbnb. We went up there. We got up there kind of early. So I literally parked like two blocks from the stadium right on the road. So at halftime, my kids were freezing. So and Zach at that point, I think Zach was like 16 um you know and then ryan might have been like 13 zay was probably 10 and i'm like all right here's my keys go to the truck sit there turn the heat on and relax you know they were they didn't care they literally walked they knew where we parked like right. you know you come out of bobby dodd right with the street that varsity's on it's yep, literally yeah so they walked right up to the truck you know and then we hung out afterwards you know obviously the game was horrible um, but like poor Grayson and, and I was, a, I'm that guy that I always like to sit in row one, but that game, all the guys from La Familia, they're like, Hey, Cole, man, why don't you sit with us? I'm like, where are y'all sitting at? Well, you know, we're in the upper deck and I'm like, all right, I'll hang out with you guys in the upper deck. Holy crap, man. It was so cold up there. <laughs> like the wind was blowing and it just, it was one of those games where you feel like, why did I even want to come to this game? It was I, brutal. I want to ask the three of you, what's the worst road loss you've ever been to? I'll What's go the last? Last FSU game this year. Yeah. That's, that was uh, Derek might remember this one. John, I don't know if you might remember it. Uh, back in 97 when we lost 47 to zero. Oh, yeah. That was brutal. For me, and I'm talking about game I was at, um, I went all the way to Oklahoma to watch us lose. I did. Oh, wait. I was yeah. At- it was 21-13 at halftime. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we're in this. Randy and Phillips, then, T. Good, all those yeah. guys. And then we weren't in it. And so. I had stayed in Dallas because I went to college right outside of Dallas. So I went to Dallas for like three days. Leaving Oklahoma and having to drive now back to Dallas three hours Ooh. to get a flight. Ugh. What a waste. So Was that uh, the year we started out with four ranked opponents? No, no, no. Year? That was 09. That was oh, the next year. Okay. We yeah. beat them at home that next year. Okay, yeah, we did. So – I would probably say – I want to probably say the O – was it no? Either the 07 or 09. No, no, no. It might have been the 05. <laughs> One the of Brian, them. The Brian Monroe dropped from, uh, drop from – Oh, it was 05. That was the 05. 05. 05. Uh, yeah. thir- was it 13 to 10? I think we were just going to tie the game up. 10-7. And, and I'm like, literally, you dropped a, you dropped a snap. Like, hey, that was brutal. And we have – we have Brian Monroe on the show too, and Co made sure to roast him about it on Bro, the air. So I don't care. Brian's a, Brian's a good sport, man. We know that. But. but you know, again, I've been to I've been to a lot of road games, and it, like I went to the Ohio State game, which I thought it wasn't a bad loss. I mean, I don't think Miami should have been 
they weren't ready yet. Obviously, they had a lot of talent with Travis Benjamin and um, and Lamar Miller and all those guys. They hung in there, right? Um, but just going back to you know those early days, uh, man, just some. Oh, I'll rephrase that. The 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 worst loss ever. I was at the Fiesta Bowl in 02. Wow, oh, I, I was oh in, god! I was that one takes it. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the uh, the national championship game against Nebraska in ninety four. The ninety five Orange Bowl. 90 yeah, yeah, ninety five. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time I'd ever seen Miami lose live. Oh wow! Mm. We were in the we were in the West End Zone, and I love to tell this story because it's so stupid. I was a freshman in college, and Discover Card walks into our cafeteria in October and goes. Anybody that wants credit will have a thousand dollar limit. It's if you fill this out because they were like, we give college cards. Oh, my mind. All I'm thinking right there, <laughs> like, Miami's ranked third, and there's a really good chance we're going to play in the Orange Bowl. I said, I'm going to get this. Got the card Thanksgiving. We had just wrapped up the regular season ten and one, and as soon as I got the card, I was on the phone with the Orange Bowl, and I bought <laughs> tickets. Because <laughs> back then it was only like. I don't know, like $75 a ticket, maybe. Yeah. Miss those days. And that was the first night I ever had an alcoholic beverage. The first, the night before was New Year's Eve. My mom let me drink. I was 20 years old. First time I ever had alcohol. So I was hung over for the first time ever. And then we lose to Nebraska. And to see all of those corn fed jack wagons walking oh, out of the tried like a bitch. Yeah. So listen, I, I, I want to talk about a game. I, I want to talk about two games, but we got to go to break. Bird, we got to go to break here or are we, we good? Oh, we should go to break. All right. Let's go to break and we'll be right back on the Ken Gang Radio Show. Last break of the night. So we'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. 
For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We're back for the last segment here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. Dirty Bird, John Michaels, and Vic, and your boy DC. We're going to finish it up. So, talk about games. There's two games in general that I that that mean not mean anything to me, but that remind me of stuff. So, I was at the Washington game where they where they ended up beating our 58 game, ending our 58 game winning streak. Right? I was uh, at that game. Brutal. And, yep. and and I was at the uh, I was at. I mean, I'm trying to remember what year that was. What year did we get like in the Fiesta Bowl against Arizona? Uh, 93. Uh, 93. Like literally, you're talking about just brutal. Like those are two bad games. 29 nothing, Desert Swarm. Look, was that, uh, was that, that was, uh, oh my goodness, why can't it? Ryan Collins playing quarterback. Ryan Collins. Correct. Wow. Are you that talking was- about brutal? <laughs> and it's like, where did Miami Speed go back then? Like, you know, just, you had, they couldn't do anything right out there. They just they couldn't. And then that Washington game, I was just in disbelief. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, of all my, games to come to. That was my <laughs> freshman year in college. And, you know, first year, and I went to college in East Texas. So we had about we had about 40 guys from Florida at our college. 
And all of us, we all like one of three schools, either Miami, Florida State, or Florida. And our, all these Texas, oh, Miami sucks. I'm like, dude, we won like four national titles. Shut the hell up. Go go mine some oil or whatever. I lost about, <laughs> I lost about 100 bucks on that Washington game, which $100 in college, man, I was given blood. like Oh, you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the cookies and $15 uh, gift cards you can handle? Oh, yeah, it was miserable. So bad. Oh, my word. See, I didn't get the opportunity to go to college. Not that it's a bad thing, right? I mean, obviously, I had opportunities, but – you know, uh, blew my knee out and I ended up having to get a job. And, you know, I'm thankful. But, you know, again, I look back and say, well, if I went to college, would I have been doing what I do today? Like, I'm, I'm that guy who's dumb when I think of things, right? Like, you ever just think, like, if my name was Ryan, I'm just going to say Ryan. If my name was Ryan, would I have the same type of personality? I don't know, right? Like, you ever think of, like, I'm that yeah, guy who just thinks of dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> would I have, would I have Ryan, would I have Bird's personality if my name was Ryan? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but going to college, man, I, I don't know what I would have done in college. I don't know where I would have ended up. Probably just been at Broward College, you know, just, you know, sitting at home doing nothing. Look, I flunked out of PBCC after one semester. <laughs> the worst, here's the worst thing you do, Vic, and you don't know me as well as the other guys do. The worst thing you do to a college freshman is allow them to pick their own classes. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I didn't get into UM like I wanted to, or I got in, I just couldn't afford to go there. So, all right, I'm going to go to Palm Beach Community College to get my GPA up. But the first class I chose at 8 a.m. was basketball. Um, let's <laughs> say I never made it to any of my, I think I made it to my other classes like twice. And I realized, and I was a bad kid, I realized that you could take other people's books and sell them to the bookstore. And what? That, was, that was really frowned upon. Uh, when you were taking other people's books out of the library, but I would sit in basketball like it was supposed to be one hour. I'd look up; it's twelve thirty. I'm still in there hooping. I'm like, well, I guess I might as well go to the beach now. I got kicked out. Of hey, I shot. I shot a lot of hoops in that PBCC gym. In oh, that yeah. PBCC gym, man. Oh yeah, good times. Miami Heat used to have training camp in there, man. I remember right. uh, back in like the Harold back Biner the years and all that. So yeah, uh, speak, speaking of hoops. We got a big one this weekend against Syracuse Ooh, in the ACC yes, week. Obviously awesome that you get the double bye, um, and I haven't looked below four. I want to be matched up in the North Carolina side of the region because I think we can beat up North Carolina in a quarterfinal or semifinal, wherever we would play them. We're not ACC tournament champion. I think Duke's really starting to hit their stride now. Yes, they is are. This, is this a tournament team if they lose to Syracuse on Saturday? Ooh, I still think they make it. Meaning, do you think I, they get in? I still think they make it. Um, I think if they can solidify a win against Syracuse, right? And again, it's a road game. You just handled your business against Boston College. I don't care that BC is not that good. It's right. still a road game away. You do the same thing against Syracuse, who's been playing some pretty good ball right now. You beat them. You solidify why you're number four in the ACC. And again, you take a couple games away, you're probably sitting at number two in the ACC right now, right? But right. whatever, you're number four. If you can make it to the semis, you know, again, that's what I want to see. I think you're caliber enough in an in a, in a, uh, old enough team to at least make it to the semis of the ACC tournament. So I'm looking real quick at the standings just to get an idea. Just say you win, you finish up 14 and six. I'm going to assume North Carolina loses to Duke on Saturday. You would then move into the three. Three. There's even Notre Dame's pretty much locked in the two spot because they beat you. If you get the three, your quarterfinal matchup looks like it would either be Virginia or Virginia. Yeah. Yuck. If you're in the four hole, your quarterfinal matchup most likely would be Wake Forest. 
barring an upset. I think you you could ill afford, like if you lost to Syracuse, you could ill afford to lose to Virginia or Virginia Tech because then you're looking at 21 and 11, and I could easily see them leaving you out. I think you got to win one of your next two games, and you're going to be locked in as probably a 9 or a 10. Yeah, I figured probably a 10 seed. But, again, say you beat Syracuse. Say you beat a Virginia or a Vatek, and you move up. Does that move you up to a 7 seed? Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. So, Anywhere between seven and eleven in a tournament, I, I, I like your chances in your first round. There's just one team right now, honestly, that I don't want to face because right now they're like starting to like peak back up again, basically, and they got our number. And I hate to say it, this guy's FSU. Yeah, yeah, but they're like what number nine? Are they, are they sitting at number nine in the tournament? Nine or ten? Yeah, they're they're they, down there. Florida State and Virginia are the two we don't match up well with. Yeah, correct. Well, Virginia's got a lot of injury. I mean, uh, Florida State's got a lot of injuries right now, though. Yeah, Florida State right now is sitting in the eighth spot. So we wouldn't. The only way you're seeing Florida State is most likely in a championship game. And if there we is no to, way. Yeah, if we get to a championship game, that fine. We're in the tournament anyway. If we get to the ACC tournament, yeah. final. correct. The tournament's in Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. This year. it is correct. I, I, it's interesting. My apologies. The one thing about us is I've seen us become a better road team this season than a home team, which right. is it's rare to be honest with you. You know, so I, I just felt that we've lost games that unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you, beat your, you, know, you beat you beat yourself, right? Like you go back mm-hmm. to the Vatek game, you know that last one at home, and like your inbound pass, you know it gets tipped. You know, again, whatever happened in John, you know this. You play ball, like bounce pass. Like, what are you doing trying to throw the ball over the top? It just it doesn't make sense to me. I, yell, I I'm coaching my seventh grade thirteen and under AAU team, and I yell at them all the time. I said every pass doesn't have to be over your head. Bounce every pass. now and then, fake it, <laughs> bounce pass. Jimmy L. and I know uh, Laranega fell on the sword. He should have called a timeout. You had a timeout. Thank, thank you. Get a timeout. You you missed three front ends. You know, you, you had Jordan. I think Jordan Miller missed the front end of a one and one. You had Charlie. Miss three, those are three points. Game's over. Well, not yeah. only that, too. And then, and then uh, Wardenberg trying to shoot a nasty three with two and a half seconds to go. Like, try to drive to the hole, try to wow. create some contact. No problem. Go back and watch that set. You run high screen. Jordan Miller is wide open. Charlie, Thank you. See, I agree. you dive to the basket. You got to find your guy rolling to the bat. That's a layup or a foul, and you're yeah. on the line. Yeah. You lost two that two. one. Two yeah, two. you lost that one. You got you got jobbed in Tallahassee at the end of the game, and then the massive comeback at home against Florida State. You know, those are three games you have to have. Yeah. Um, my thought on this team getting into the tournament, because you have guard play and because you have upperclassmen, you're going to have chance. They have a chance, depending on who they're matched against, to pull one of those two seven, you know, or or ten one, ten two type upsets because you have upperclassmen and guards. Yeah. That's how you win in the NCAA. Can they win a national title? No. Their their lot to me is best case scenario, you find a matchup and you get to the Sweet 16. Second weekend, yeah. Second weekend is a massive success for us, man. Like I agreed. I we we've we've we've, we've overachieved this year more in more ways than one, to be honest with you. Yeah, but you can't you can't get to the tournament and then all of a sudden have the Loyola Chicago, you know, half court oh. buzzer beater happen again. You just you that can't. that damn nun. <laughs> 
not disparage Sister Jean. I'll say I this though. Just I hate to, but it's it, I was so mad at her at that one time. <laughs> what did she do? Well, she was she was just there, bro. She was there in our way. And they went to the final four. So you think about that with Bruce and Lonnie. You win yeah. that game. It was laid out for you to make a deep run. Oh, yeah. 2013 is the one that still hurts me more than anything. You had yes, a national championship team that year. McLean, yes, all guys? No, that yeah. was uh, no, that oh. was Dean Larkin and was Kenny Kaji. Yeah. Kenny Kaji, you know. Scott, oh, yeah, man. Was it Scott? Big uh, Reggie Miller. Yeah, yeah, Durant Scott was on that Durant one. Durant Scott, Scott, all guys. That was a fantastic team. Trey McKinney yeah. Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was championship good, and they, they just played terrible against – Marquette, and I heard that Larkin was sick and everything else. I like this team. I think they fall a lot into the trap of one-on-one basketball. Correct. I know they had a great game yes, last night. He got out of the sh- uh, out of there. But there are times that you're like, what kind of shot is that? You know, the, every action, all their action is at the head of the key. Sam brings it up. You kind of run the three-man weave up at the top. You try to find isolation ball. That can be defended. What I love is when they play teams like Duke or Carolina that like to overplay the passing lanes. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you get those back. Driving dish. Yeah, Driving dish. Driving dish. Yep. So we'll yeah. see how it plays out. Yeah. You know, the one thing I think if, if we had one more big, one more guy that was that was a big that could play in there, man, because it would push Wardenberg, who I love, and Jordan Miller. I mean, both those guys do so many things that are unheralded, man. But you put one more guy for some size on there, right. and I think we would we could be – a, a championship level team if you had one more big on the team. Who's the guy? Who's the other big? Was it Rodney? Um, Rodney Miller. Rodney, Rodney Miller. Miller. Like Dan Gack, who's never. Dan Gack. Like, bro, you got size, but you, you just can't play. Dude, like, Dan, Dan Gack's seven foot. He might weigh 160 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he can borrow some of my girth. If he, if he needs to put on 20 pounds, come live with me. For <clears throat> Did you see that kid who's like seven something? He's like, eight, like in eighth grade. I did. I said, oh my word, man! Like, just like where the where 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 what did I miss out on? Where's the genes? Like, what did I miss out on? Like, first of all, when you think about someone being seven foot tall, like I'm six foot tall. So in reality, I'm only a foot, right? So uh, twelve inches. But like when you think when you're looking at somebody who's seven foot, you're like, holy crap, you're tall. Right. But in reality, like just twelve inches is only twelve inches, you know. And I mean? the scary concept is he might still be growing. Right. Watch the kid from Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren. He's oh. like seven foot and 185 pounds, but super skilled. He yeah. reminds me of, oh my gosh, what's this skinny white guy's name that's in some of those com- uh, comedian Mc- movies? McLovin from Mc Superbad. Lovin. Well, not even that's him. McLovin. What's the movie? Oh my God, that's going to kill me. I don't remember the name of the movie. Ro- Road Trip. I know where you're going. You're going with the movie Road Trip. DJ Qualls? That's oh, the kid's think, name. Road I- Trip. I think that might yeah, be Yeah, the skinny right. dude, like, and he's in his underwear. Um, yeah, that's DJ yeah, Paul. Yeah. yeah, like, that's who he reminds me of. <laughs> like, honestly, like, when Homegrown came out, like, his senior that's year. When that's he, him. Yeah, his senior year, when I'm like, bro, this dude is seven something, but a buck 20. Right. And they're, they're projecting him as, like, the number one overall pick. And I'm thinking, there's no way. You know, bro, then you have Kevin Durant was built like that. And that was yeah. the knock on him why he didn't go number one. Is he was 185 pounds and couldn't bench? I don't think he could bench 185 when he came to the NBA, and now he's just an absolute assassin. So let, let me ask you this though: So do you think let, let's talk about the NBA because the, <coughs> the Heat are doing real well? Obviously, they got beat the other night by Milwaukee. Oh. Um, but but again, you know, Lowry's not playing for personal reasons, whatever the case may be. Do you think the Miami Heat has an opportunity to make a strong run into the playoffs? Yes, one thousand percent. 
It's an NBA championship team. Correct. Here's what's true. You got to remember when you get to the playoffs in the NBA, the game slows down. You can average 120 a game in the regular season. The game slows down whether they want to or not. It just slows down. Um, not sure what we're looking at. No, here. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't know Co pulled it up. I was trying to pull it up in the background. I'm like looking over here. I was trying to find a picture. I was trying to find a picture of DJ of DJ Qualls. Well no, look. See now you gotta now you gotta let me explain it here. I'm trying to find it. And it's not and of course the screen's not moving even though I'm clicking on it right now. Look, the page isn't responding. Bird, what were you looking at? Yeah, that was. The, I'm not sure where that was going, but I had a feeling it was not going to be fan. I was stuff. trying to find a picture of DJ Qualls, man. Here, see. Now I got to bring it back up. I got it. Oh man, hang on, hang on. Don't there's, ever dude, there's a lot of empty tabs there that I'm afraid are you for you to click on. No, it's all work stuff, man. Uh, see, yeah, this is what I was trying to find. Was a picture of DJ Qualls, and I click launch gallery here, and it was oh, all downhill jail? from there. I don't know. He looks like oh, it there, but he looks like Chet Holmgren. That's, that's where I was going with it. That's yeah. from road trip. That's, that's a scene from road trip. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the assassin on the uh, on the screen share there, man. All right. So listen. <laughs> so going back, we got about three minutes to go in the show. You know, yeah, I, I agree. I think the Heat do have a championship caliber team. Um, good, good starting five. Good rotation. Uh, good bench. Um, and again, it's all going to be predicated on how you handle, you know, the rest of your season. If you can maintain the one or two seed, I right. think that's going to be ideal for you. Here's the scary part about being the one, and people may not agree with me. There's a chance Brooklyn ends up in the eight. And now all I, of a sudden it's Katie. I agree. I agree. Irving, ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, they just re-signed Andre Drummond. I don't – it's not that – I feel the Heat can beat them because they haven't really gelled. Man, I, I want to play Charlotte or somebody like yeah. that in the 1-8 match. He didn't but you know, I don't you know who plays Line really good, who doesn't get a lot of credit for Brooklyn? is Bruce Brown. Like yeah. he literally plays really good yes, role he playing does. ball, right? Now when you look at Philly and you look now with Harden over there, mm-hmm. they're making a little bit of a run. I mean, obviously no way. they've won I'm, bro. I don't care. Joel Dude. Embiid, I think, is one of the best players in the NBA. Oh, and Embiid's Miami solid. Miami cannot beat they can't guard Joel Damn Embiid. It. Well easy there, Vic. <laughs> 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 it's not that bad. We're just talking about Joel Embiid. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Vic, you okay? Vic, are you there? Um, but but then, we'll see. You know, I, I again, I, I, I'd love to see the Lakers have the playoff, the playing game, and get beat and not get in because I, I'm not a proponent of stacking your team year after year after year, and you just see what shambles the Lakers have. Um, so we'll see. I mean, again, it, it's gonna be exciting. Sports coming up. You know, again, the MLB with the you know the lockout going on right now. Who cares? Um, everybody's greedy. <laughs> out. I didn't. I didn't know. Oh, you, you didn't know about that, Bert? So, anyway, this is called the Kang Gang Show. So, we talk about everything Kane. So, so good Miami, luck to Miami's winning two out of three over Florida this week. I'm just putting that out there. We're okay. going to win yeah. two out of three. Yeah. Um, and I truly believe that the Canes are going to knock off Syracuse, finish 22-9, and nine, solidify, yeah. solidify themselves a, uh, you know, an NCAA tournament bid. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think two out of three. Again, I need to talk to somebody. Vic, you need, oh, let me bring him in. We only got about 30 seconds. Vic, we got 30 seconds, so we're going to make this quick. You need to make your magic happen. Someone had a Mark Light, and you need to make a Kang Gang milkshake. 
Um, you know, not the Frazier Frosty or whatever they have down there. Um, I know they have some funky the, names. The, 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 the J-Row <laughs> is like the main draw, basically. So <laughs> I didn't get that. Last time I was down there, I just got a chocolate shake and it was good. So anyway, listen, everybody, thank you so much for turning into the Kane Gang Radio Show. Please follow me at Kane Van Co on Twitter. Dirty Bird with three Y's. John Michaels, you and Victor. I know you're on Twitter as well. but He needs uh, Twitter. He needs Twitter. So anyway. <laughs> Enjoy you guys' night. Enjoy your weekend. Go Canes. Canes take two out of three, as John said from the Gators. We out of here. Yee-hee.